everybody, and welcome to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this week I am joined by one of my very best friends, Mr. Aaron Laffin. Hello! Yes, thank you for joining me for this week's episode, and uh, this week we will be covering we'll be covering two films, uh, the 2002 film 28 Days Later and its sequel, 28 Weeks Later. Uh, so you suggested that we do the that uh i do these films or well just 28 days later and i sort of added 28 weeks later so is there any particular reason you suggested we i cover 28 days later um yeah i recommended it and suggested it because you know i thought it was one of the defining movies for the you know zombie genre Mm. you know like it's the reason why we get a lot more faster running zombies mm. more aggressive zombies than the slow walking ones that you saw back in the old days yeah so like i thought ah oh, you know i thought it'd be a great introduction to you know talking about horror and zombies and stuff like that you know yeah uh, and and sort of Around this, uh, the year of 2002, there was also stuff like uh, Shaun of the Dead, which I'm a really big fan of. There was Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake as well, which came out also around the same time. And this sort of was, yeah, an influx of bringing zombies back because, you know, there were tons of zombie films in like the 70s and 80s and late 60s as well. And then they sort of died out for a little bit. And then we sort of had a resurgence in the late 90s early 2000s and then it's sort of been a big there's just you can't move for zombie films and tv shows they're just just everywhere really just tons of yeah them. exactly yeah. and like that's why i thought doing 28 days and well now 28 weeks as well yeah. um i that's why i thought because i think it's one of the most influential mm. um zombie movies out there yeah uh, again it's the reason why i say for instance um with the modern day zombies being runners and all that kind of stuff, you know, like yeah. for example, um, uh, what was it? Um, zombie war. Um, well, World War Z. World That's War it. Z. Yeah. World War Z. Yeah, yeah, like you know how fast the zombies are. You know, like full mm. sprinters and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And, and the infection happens so quickly. Yeah. And, and you find that as well in sort of Korean zombie films as well as that, like, zombies in those Korean films, like Train to Busan, are yeah. just running everywhere. They're just, you know, they're piling up against windows, just, and, you know, all exactly. that kind of thing. And, like, that's why I think 28 Days is probably one of the best zombie films because it, like, pioneered that version of the zombie to come in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of your again your slow moving, you know, brains kind of zombie, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm personally not a fan of zombies that well, I, I guess it sort of depends, I guess, on the um I guess it's sort of up to personal preference on what you like zombies to do. If you sort of you know, because I know there's people that prefer zombies that, you know, can that are that, you know, run and fast moving and others prefer the sort of slow sort of meandering type of zombies and i'm much more on that uh latter end of i'm not the biggest fan of running zombies it's not necessarily something that i particularly care for 
Yeah. It's not uh, something that just sort of appeals to sort of my, the idea, I guess, of what I have as, as zombies in my head, I guess. But I guess we'll get a bit more into that later on in this yeah. discussion. Cool. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, 28 Days Later, uh, directed by Danny Boyle, who's a very well-respected and regarded director. Yeah, so I guess, do you just want to, like, jump in to the film, or is like, a specific place you want to start with this um, discussion? No. I say let's just jump in and go from the start, you know? Yeah, yeah. so we open on essentially the beginning of the virus happening. There's some uh, monkeys, or like apes, essentially being... Yeah. Uh, we've got they're, like, um, they're like infected, you know? Yeah. Um, with the disease that the scientist says. Yeah. And they're studying it this disease yeah and then there's you know people who are breaking in and you know kind of <laughs> everything kind of you know goes wrong from there and and i think this opening scene is a perfect way of establishing the you know the story sort of setting up everything in the first you know few minutes being like okay zombies this is how the zombies were created and this is how they are and that's all you really need to know and there's not much else that is needed for it i like because there's not very long it's not a particularly long scene it's like less than 10 minutes or so and like i gotta say this sets up the zombies as you know not like undead per se they're more just infected individuals yeah exactly um, like a rabies type virus yeah yeah it's not like zombies in a traditional sense of just people who were once dead who are now living like it's not like a traditional yeah the sort yeah. of you know if i described zombies to sort of just like a, a you know layman who wasn't particularly familiar with them they wouldn't necessarily picture 28 days later style zombies they'd picture you know something from like Shaun right, the dead or the yeah night of the living dead or something like that and i guess that's what i liked about this movie is that mm-hmm. They're not your standard zombies. They're not like the undead, like the more animalistic mm-hmm. um, people who have been infected with something and mm. has gone into baser instincts. Yeah, and we sort of learn that throughout the course of the film as well. Yeah, is that and even it um yeah, it's not like sort of the whole like it's not like um. Uh, I don't know how to phrase it exactly. It's not like it's just, you know, like they sort of, yeah, they sort of just lose, they're just like, yeah, people just very stripped down. Yeah, it's not like your standard thing. Like, you, you can tell with the monkeys, you know, the monkeys, you know, jumping around, banging against the glasses and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, like, the name of the virus itself is called Rage. So, yeah, I mean that pretty is is pretty you know pretty much sums up what it you know means, and yeah, so the these chimpanzees they are let free and they attack the scientists and all these people and uh, I don't know if it was because what I was watching it on but the the whole film had a real sort of like I don't know what like the word like a filter type thing on it like it had a very distinctive like look I guess is the sort of way to put it like it looked very like like at the very end of the film it sort of becomes sort of like regular if that makes sense like yeah yeah 
I thought that was a, an interesting touch, but I guess sort of get, gives it a distinctive look. Kind of had like the it had a little bit of grain to it. Yeah. I found. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That, that kind of thing. Yeah. Which, I, I I guess like that gives it a lot more. I'm not sure if that was on purpose or like on yeah. the older stuff. Yeah. Because it's like a early two thousands film, so you know. Yeah. But. It's... Yeah, so I just thought that was an interesting touch if that was intentional, and I think it probably was intentional. It just sort of threw me off for a little bit. Yeah, but I think it's a good touch because I think it makes it more... Oh, a lot of um, films of that era had the similar kind of graininess to it, but for this, I think it helped with making the mood a lot more, like the setting, the colours and all that made it a lot more dim and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely added. It was very, it's a very good atmospheric choice that sort of helped to enhance certain scenes throughout the course of the film and made them, you know, more impactful or gave you a greater reaction to them because of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so yeah, the, and then we sort of with these chimp, these chimps escaping, we sort of are given the pieces in our head to be like. like figure out what's going to happen next and then we meet our main character uh jim in hospital oh like waking up like rick grimes style as we're walking dead you know yeah exactly from a coma I, i'm pretty sure it is and um yeah coma yeah. from a car crash or car accident car accident yeah yeah and and i feel like that's kind of a trope or in sort of not necessarily the specific thing, but just like a thing in zombie films where characters sort of been away from sort of society as a whole. So when they come back, everything's you know changed and changed, yeah. every, and you know zombies are a problem now. Um, so yeah, he, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he wakes up and it's uh, it's, it's very like one of a very iconic shot of him on the um, the bridge with the. Um, Big Ben tower in the background, like that. And right uh, there, yeah, hi, yeah, like that shot right there is just an iconic shot of the film. Which, I gotta say, um, that's probably one of my favorite things about the film is that it's not set in America. Mm. Like a lot of zombie movies and all that are always set in America. Yeah, a lot like, of them are. Yeah, and so I like the change that it's actually set in London, you know? Yeah. In England, which is, like, you don't get a lot of films like that. Like, of course, you got, like, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Which is, but, like, you know, and that's... that's much more um, like, a, like a town, like a sort of suburban area. Where yeah. It's not like the sort of, you know, big, you know, city of London. And, and like, that's what I think also gives it the charm of the movie, that it's, yeah. like... For instance, they, um, like, London, if you look at real life, like, they probably wouldn't be as prepared as a zombie apocalypse to, say, America, because, you know, their gun laws are pretty, like, no one has guns. Yeah. Starters. Pretty stringent laws. So, yeah. Uh, Which, like, I think, like, really helps. Yeah, the story just being set in there in general. Yeah, because it oh. it sort of gives you more like there's more suspense that's created from it because you're not entirely sure 
because they don't just have you know a, they can't just walk into you know, there's not like a gun store down the road that they can go to to get you know stuff to protect themselves they have to sort of make do with what they can find yeah and i do like how which is like another problem i find with zombie movies mm-hmm. is that you know a lot of the um, survivors can just you know like all the ones set in america they could just walk down to a gun shop and you know get a bunch of guns and it's like oh sweet yeah. now the zombies are easy yeah i do think that can be yeah that sort of sort of removes tension if you can if you sort of have the idea like oh there's just a gun store you know nearby you know but i do feel you could get like in in some films you can get really good sort of suspense out of that like okay they've got to get to this gun store to get weapons but there's like you know a whole you know the streets filled with zombies so they have to figure find a way to get past that and you know you can create compelling drama out of that but yeah it, it uh uh, definitely can you know sort of lessen the Im- I get lessen the uh, emotional weight or tension I guess the film can have if you know that oh nearby there's a place where they can get stuff to protect themselves <clears throat> um, yeah exactly yeah and I, I do uh, something that I really love about just the beginning of this film is that we're just with like this one guy sort of discovering everything with him we are not sort of like it's you know not we don't see anything ha- like beyond the chimpanzee attack at the very beginning we spend most of like the first you know the beginning with this guy seeing what he's seeing and learning about the things as he's learning about them as well which i think is a very good way to sort of catch up audience members that maybe aren't entirely aware of what's going on or helping them sort of you know sort of catching the audience up just in case you know they are a bit confused i guess is the best way to put it yeah and like i think it also shows like how lonely it is because you know mm. london's a busy place and to see it completely and utterly like desolate like mm. no one's there it's like it really brings the isolation and how like how nobody's like alive pretty much like there's so many yeah. everything's gone um you know it's mm. makes it so like really puts that isolation yeah in, you know and I, and I think that's, you know, a very good, a very easy way of uh, introducing, you know, sort of tension, like, so, you know, like, it's just this one guy by himself, but there's, like, a very, you know, a chance something bad could happen, because, you know, he doesn't know what's going on, and there's no other people, and, you know, just hearing him sort of yelling out for people and no one responding, because they're, you know, all gone, or they're dead, or whatever is, you know, sort of... I get that's sort of something like a, a fear of mine of like suddenly just like sort of waking up and be and like there's nobody there and there's just nobody around. Like I just feel like that's a, like <laughs> exactly yeah yeah. I feel like that's something that most like, people have though. Like yeah, you see that in a dream sequence, um, a little bit like almost halfway through the film or something like that. Yeah, where you know he's had it, he's having a dream where he wakes up and no one's there, and he full on, mm. you know, breaks down, yeah, you know, falls on his knees and crying, and then you know, yeah. he wakes up and everyone's still there, yeah, exactly. Um, 
This film definitely um, tack sort of looks at the whole sort of thing of loneliness because, you know, in in this sort of situation, there's only so many people, you know, alive that you can surround yourself with and, you know, consider yourself safe with, you know. And, and, you know, even then, that's unlikely, as we find out. Towards the end of the film, it's... Yeah, the sort of the isolation of it is very... Yeah, it's, it's got, like, that really... Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and so I think it's, it's it's at this point where he first meets. He goes into, like, a, I think it's, like, an opera house or something, or he goes into... Um, it was a cathedral. Oh, it's a cathedral, church. yeah. A church, yeah. He goes into a, a church, uh, and that's when he first runs into zombies. Infected, yeah. Infected, yeah. Uh, and, like, the way they did it, I think, is really cool. Like, how there's, like, pretty much, like, a bunch of bodies, and, like, yeah. you don't know what happened. You could be, like, they all got the military. You could have been, like, the military came and maybe shot them down. They could have done, like, a mass suicide. They yeah. could have just all died due to infection. Um, who knows? Yeah. But, like, I love how the first infected you see are, like, hiding in the corpses. And then, like, as soon as he says, like, hello, like, you see mm. two of them pop up. Yeah. From the pile of bodies. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, this... It's very early this film is very good at sort of introducing like sort of tension with zombies and making them seem like a threat. Cause while I'm not a fan of that style of zombie, I will admit if I was in that situation, situation, I'd be, you know, shitting myself. Cause it is a terrifying situation to find yourself in with people wanting to eat you running at you, you know? It's... Yeah, exactly. And like, I love how a lot of time you only hear that the like the infected the zombies only like scream, mm-hmm. they scream. They don't like because like if you think about it, if we didn't have any like the intelligence to talk, you know, that's probably yeah. one of the only noises you could make. Yeah, and like they're not technically they're not dead; they're still alive. Yeah. They're just in an altered state of mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's the only way they can like verbalize because like they still like feel pain and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff yeah and like they still starve like they yeah. talk about that in the movie later on mm-hmm. yeah we sort of so like delve into the sort of idea of like they're not you know proper zombies they're still they're kind of they're still like sort of like a in limbo i guess like they're still people but just sort of you know basic urges and sort of basic instincts as well but it's but more on a, on an evil side i guess yeah exactly yeah so he is attacked or what these the infected attempt to attack him and he's uh manages to escape and is saved by uh uh two new characters uh selena and Mark, yeah, able to very quickly rescue him and keep him safe, which again is like another sort of trope of zombie just media, you know, uh, character who's who's not used to this is saved by people who have been doing this for you know a longer period of time, you know, at this point, it's yeah. been 28 days, so they've 
been doing it for you know a few weeks at that point but they know more about what's going on than Jim does yeah exactly mm, and uh, and like no sorry no 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 you too sorry <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say that I think um well uh, uh, spoilers uh, I sort of say this every time but we delve into spoilers happily um, I thought that they Mark and Selena would be like big parts of the film and would be in it throughout the entire thing or most of it and then Mark dies pretty much as soon as we meet him <laughs> which was a real yeah. shock yeah exactly and like as though I would have liked you know Mark's character to be a lot more like explored because you know the like first proper interaction other than running that you get in between jim and mark is mark tells a joke yeah. um, he tells uh he does the other you know, a giraffe and a man walk into a bar and mm. you know giraffe passes out and the guy goes to leave and the bartender goes oh you can't um, leave him lying there, and he's like, "Oh, he's not lying. He's draft, you know." Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And then, like, I really like that interaction because it's like, you know, not everything, not everything is like so serious and all that. And yeah, exactly. It's like, not so like, dour and depressing. He does. Mark has a darker backstory. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, we sort of have uh, this. Um, thing of sort of you know meeting them and they're sort of talking about you know the sort of stuff they've had to deal with already at this point you know this 28 days in and you know what they've had to do sort of to get to the point they are at already and it's and it's pretty you know gruesome you know what they've had to do to survive but that's sort of the choices you make when you get into you know this sort of position into a a zombie apocalypse you know you sort of have to make the tough calls sometimes is i guess you could say yeah exactly like you know a zombie apocalypse is like you gotta if you want to survive you're gonna have to do like everything you can <laughs> yeah you know and you're gonna have to you know yeah get to a point where you are gonna have to kill some people but you i mean you don't you're not gonna have to be you don't have to be happy about it but it's just sort of a decision you have to make to sort of survive yeah, exactly. Meet and they sort of are. Um, they get it. They uh, they head off to this. Jim wants to leave. Actually, Jim wants to find his family. Actually, uh, to, yeah, to see and if they're alive. His family. They uh, they're dead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which is it's a pretty jarring scene, especially for like, especially if anyone's had to deal with anything like suicide or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, it's it's quite it is quite an emotional scene though like yeah. and yeah. it's shocking and but it brings like reality to this world mm-hmm. like yeah how many people are gonna be like well zombie apocalypse I don't want to live through that yeah yeah I um I I figured they would go to his parents' house and they would be there and they'd probably be dead. I figured I figured actually they would be they would be infected, but I was not expecting them to have you know committed suicide. I thought you know he'd have to kill them or something, but I thought that was yeah. a much more um, a subversive take on it, and I actually preferred that because you don't see that yeah. as much. 
and like the subtle details like you know like she's um his mother is holding um his photo and yeah. you, know, you see jim pick it up and read it and it says like god oh, um if you've had to like um if you read it it says like oh jim um we're leaving this world and i hope you don't wake up from the coma mm-hmm. and you're with us yeah. when we leave and, stuff like that. and it's like oh yeah that's a very hard sort of um pill to swallow you know they you know just sort of like man you know my parent you know sort of this like you weren't you know he wasn't there for his parents you know final moments as it were and they and he and they figured they would be joining him or well he'd join them you know relatively soon and that is evidently is not the case which is uh it really goes for the emotional moments really early on and like how like Mark and Selena's character says, um, like how they both like agree, like mm-hmm. um, you're lucky that they went out that way. Yeah, yeah, and that well, really, and, uh, yeah, that like, really sets the tone. Like, oh, you're lucky that they went out by suicide. Yeah, then like getting devoured. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you know, it sort of portrays like, oh, it's a lot worse to to just you know die in some other means than becoming you know a a zombie to become infected and live the way that they do you know and that really sells like man it must be torture for the infect for people to become and be infected and we you know discover more about that later on and like you we ended up at that point getting like a bit of mark's backstory about like how his whole family Mm. um got like for instance, like he says, his um, he lost like everyone was running, yeah, and he lost grip of his sister, and yeah. he doesn't say it directly, but we presume that his sister ended up getting trampled, which I'm like, that's nasty. Yeah, that's like also and, bad as well. Yeah, and then like he tell um, and then like he says, oh, I climbed bodies and then got on top of this. Um, little thing and I see my father but it's not my father I don't even recognize his face which yeah. also we presume that his father got infected and he mm. says like you can't tell the difference between infected and non-infected yeah 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 it's uh yeah it really sells the whole sort of you know you sort of have to you know even if you don't necessarily want to you kind of Dis- have to disassociate, you know, your family as you once knew them with the inf- with them, you know, once they become infected because they're completely different and you probably won't even know that they are your family, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they, uh, <laughs> later that night, are uh, attacked by some, by multiple infected and, and Mark gets bitten, which was... You know, yeah, that unexpected, a bit of a shock, and then like, see Selena, like he goes, like it's, it's not a bite or something like that, and mm. you just see Selena just go at him with the uh, machete, yeah, and just and, like, uh, kills like him. when I first saw the movie, I thought he was just, Selena was just gonna chop off his arm, yeah, I thought none. that's where it was going to. I was like, okay, she's gonna try and, you know 
because that's uh, again this is another sort of common trope in zombie media is you know someone gets bitten and they get you know an arm cut off or a leg cut off or something to try and stop the infection and that just makes things worse though usually it either they die of you know later blood loss or they don't or occasionally the infection doesn't matter the infection you know has gotten far enough anyway but it's usually it's more yeah the loss of blood yeah, and then, like, we learn at this point, uh, like, Selena says you have, like, 10 to 20 yeah, seconds, seconds before they turn. Yeah, and, and I like and that like... they establish the rule, and, like, yeah, it's not, like, because in... It's always very much a case of, like... It's sort of um, inconsistent how long it takes for people to become zombies or infected in other... Like, in films it takes hours some you know it happens more or less instantaneously you know some it it takes you know days like it it, it sort of like depends yeah like war was eve for again using that as an example Mm. um like the fastest you see is 10 seconds yeah um and then like say for instance again using like walking dead Mm-hmm. Or um, it's like maybe it depends. Like sometimes it's like a day or two, and sometimes it's like a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah. It uh, but I like that this film establishes like no, as soon if so, as soon as someone's bitten, you can't do anything besides just kill them before they turn. Like that's the only thing you can do. Because if you don't, yeah, they're gonna turn and i do like that and i do think it's kind of a bit brutal how she doesn't even hesitate for a second she immediately is just like as soon as as soon as she like clocks that he's been bitten, just immediately kills him like, yeah and even... you see you see mark mm. put up his hand yeah and he's like, like no 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 wait yeah. no wait yeah. and then yeah and, and like he didn't even get like a chance to build or anything like that He's dead. He didn't say. He didn't get a chance to say any final words. Just immediately killed. And I think that, yeah, it's a yeah a real brutality to it. But I kind of. But I feel that that very much. That's the tone of the film. Sets it like very like in like in the first yeah half an hour or so of this film, it, it very uh, easily sets everything up well and it's yeah sets the tone is like and establishes the rules as well like this is how they work you know if you get bitten you gotta you know do it this do it now and then you know or you know they're gonna turn and you can't risk that happening so uh to sort of continue on that point on the on people becoming infected i do kind of like uh this is skipping forward quite a bit uh and then we'll sort of circle back to this um, one of the characters who gets infected at one point, I do kind of like how they don't try and hide it. They kind of sort of, um, we meet. So actually, I guess it's sort of connected to this. So we meet, uh, um, so Selena and Jim. Uh, yeah, and then like, uh, um, out. yeah. And they sort of, uh, yeah. meet, uh, they meet Find a, um, a house and, well, an apartment, but, well, it's more of an apartment Later building. On that they have to get to uh, and they have to you know run up the stairs and they're getting chased by infected and they've got uh, a man at the top who's sort of 
got a like SWAT like shield, right? Right shield, yeah. Shield and and he's holding and like that. you know that yeah, and that's like a really cool introduction for um Frank, mm-hmm. which yeah. is like, and you think he's going to be like this badass, you know, like oh I murder. I murdered these zombies. Like, I absolutely, like, destroyed them. But you find out he's just a dad protecting his daughter. Yeah, he, he's just doing, you and know, like, what he can to look after himself and his daughter. But he's not, you know, a, a violent, you know... He's not... He doesn't, like, have... Sort of take pleasure in doing it. Or he doesn't take, like... He's not, um... Just, like, this absolute machine who can just mow down just rows of zombies. He just sort of... He knows how to protect He's a, himself I, against them. I, I I really like Frank as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he he you know he's pretty much the central dad dad of the group. You know he's yeah. the one that looks after everything and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, uh, I'd probably say he's my favorite character of the film, probably. Although I do yeah, really like Jim. I, I think Jim's a really good character as well. Yeah. Exactly, but like I would say, I would agree that Frank is probably my favorite character overall. Mm, yeah. Um, Jim, Jim being the main character, of course, it's like, and they really make it so he's very likable. Yeah. But Frank is a fun, fun, mm-hmm. fun, nice character, you know. Yeah. No, I get what. Yeah, no. I... But I, I do think uh, Frank is really good. And I think Brendan Gleeson, just as an actor and, and other stuff I've seen him in, is also really good. So that's... Yeah, he, he's a really good actor. Yeah, and uh, in stuff like in Bruges, which I've covered on the show uh, a couple months ago, I thought he was really good in that. And I think he's really good in this as well. And he's uh, a real, you know, nice presence to have because he sort of adds something, you know, to every part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, so then we also meet him and his daughter, who have basically holed out in this sort of apartment, you know, to survive yeah, exactly. while they, you know, although they are, as we learned very quickly, are running low on supplies. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're not going out. Um, it hasn't rained for 10 days, as we heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. We find out. So they haven't been able to collect any water. Mm. Uh, nor has the you know, good old trick of using condensation mm-hmm. water that hasn't really worked so it's like we're out of options yeah we need you as much as you need us yeah and so they and so they plan to leave the apartment well first of all they get a uh, sort of military sort of call like sort of broadcast yeah. signal Maybe, yeah that there is you know military there's a protect as a blockade that they can head to and so they decide to sort of make a go for it and you know that's sort of something that comes up a lot in other sort of similar films of like okay so they're sort of trapped here but they then find out oh there's this military location they can get to yeah Yeah, exactly yeah and uh and there's a scene uh just sort of before they head off to make their journey where they're in like a supermarket just you know gathering supplies and the sort of making Having sure to choose, fun yeah, as well. Though. Yeah, that's sort of when I was younger. That was something that I always wanted to do. I just wanted to go into like a supermarket and just grab, you know, just like get everything. trolleys of like everything I wanted. You know, just like boxes of chocolates and you know all these drink and you know 
just, you know, all these drinks and, you know, all these, you know, donuts and all these sorts of things. And they sort of, uh, they do make it clear to make sure they get stuff that's like, stuff that they don't have to necessarily keep, like, like... Yeah, stuff they don't need that they want. Mm, Yeah, like, like sort of stuff that will last them a while so they don't have to, you know, get through it, you know, quickly, like, you know, the sort of... Like, no, (laughs) like, no, like, um, and, like, in the supermarket, you also see, like, a lot of the uh, fresh produce has gone rotten. Yeah, because, you know, no one has been buying it, and it's all, and nobody, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's all gone bad, because it's been, you know, a month, and nobody's bought it, and... That happens, and like you see, Serena says, like, "Oh, don't buy anything that needs to be cooked," which, like, shows that they're not really wanting anything that, you know, will take time to cook and all that. They want like a quick meal that they can just eat on the go or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't. This this is a situation where you can't really risk to cook food because that could also attract attention to you know making a fire or something. You know, it's. something that could go very wrong if you attempt to yeah so yeah they you know get their yeah they get all they get all the stuff they need or well want rather than they you know continue sort of on yeah their like way. Well, yeah, and, and they just yeah just pack up just pack up like yeah. multiple trolleys worth of just yeah just various yeah. chocolates and it, other sort of very easy to prepare foods. And, um, yeah, so they're one, uh, really good. One of my favorite scenes of the film actually is when they're in like the tunnel and the car, like, is like jammed. No, it's like it hasn't run out of petrol because they get the car moving again, but it's like stopped for some reason. They travel in black taxis. Yeah, and yeah, so they get into this um, yeah, they get into the into the car, but they're in this tunnel and it's like stopped working. So the tires gone actually. That's what it was. They they the tires gone, so they have to you know quickly change the tire while the infected are running towards them. And I think it's a very intense, well done scene. Yeah, especially as you like, you see the rats first. Yeah, like the rats are running away from the infected, and that gives them like a bit of a hint, like oh, there's infected on the way. Yeah, so that that sort of and that yeah and that information is yeah relayed to the audience as well that they have to be like oh no, so they're gonna they're Something's coming up. yeah something bad is you know approaching. They need to you know hurry up. And, you know, you sort of see it in, like... I mean, you don't see them clearly, but you don't need to because you know it's infected. You know, you see, like, shadows of them as they, like, run past, and they're jumping over cars and all these things, and you're just like, just yeah. get the tyre back on. It's got to... You know... And they get really close. Yeah. They, like, they get super close and touch the car and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they, like, start... Yeah, they, like, get, get on the car, and it's like... <laughs> and I was... For a second, I... I actually sort of got lost in the moment and was like, oh, are they... I was like, because I always appreciate when a film can sort of make me forget, like, okay, 
it's a film and think like this is actually happening or like oh it's too early for them to die i'm just like just hurry up you know get the tire back on get in you know it's that sort of thing yeah but you know that like if they can't get the tire on they are stuck like they cannot go anywhere and they are probably and they're going to die because you know if the car can't move and it's surrounded by infected who will probably get in because there's so many of them and we've seen like that they easily like break through windows and stuff like that yeah exactly and it's just like it's just you know nerve-wracking it's very nerve-wracking and that's just sort of a, a sign of good screenwriting and sort of good filmmaking as well actually that you know something that seems so like oh you know you've kind of seen something like this before but it still gets you nervous and tense like oh you know something that could really happen even though you probably in the back of your head are like i don't think it will happen necessarily because it doesn't it seem might. right but it could and i think that is like the ascent a uh yeah a uh show you know showing like that's good filmmaking that you can be you know so create so much suspense and all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. caught up in the emotion of it yeah and and but they are very luckily they're able to escape and survive um yeah and they have like a bit of a camping scene where yeah. they rest and that's and... where yeah jim has his dream this is where jim has his dream doesn't he yeah that's yeah. exactly where jim has his dream yeah uh i think yeah i i think and <coughs> sorry and i think okay. that um thank you that they this film does a good job that some yeah other sort of zombie films and just sort of films about apocalypses and that sort of stuff can kind of fail to do it and they don't really show the relationships between the characters and sort of how they feel about each other and how they play off each other more often than not it's like look here's the cool action or here's like you know cool you know special effects or anything and sometimes you sort of lose the character element yeah and like they don't build on the characters like they're like oh yeah this character is this character this character has this personality but they don't really mix the personalities that often or like they do stereotypes yeah but this one feel well to me felt like they sort of perfectly got sort of the balance of the two like showing off the sort of spectacle and the whole uh, you know the 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 effects and the whole yeah uh negativity of the situation and how you know how well it was and you know yeah cinematically but it and sort of how it's shot and how they show off everything but is able to sort of balance the relationships between characters and sort of getting good chemistry off each other as well which i feel like is important especially in this kind of film when some of the characters are going to die some characters are going to die you need to have chemistry and you need to show that how these these characters feel about each other and make the the viewers care about those characters you know like make them yeah, like, you don't... Like, oh, and, like, the, the thing... Sorry, continue, sorry. No, and it's... And it... Because it shows you how... Because, you know, and it's a good way to sort of set up for later on when bad things happen, when people die or they get hurt, as we will find out very shortly, how, you, you know, 
these characters play off each other and sort of how they sort of you know how they treat the girl the little girl how she's how they're sort of you know they all very parent you know they act like her parents essentially and they look after her because she's you yeah. know comparatively much younger to them and that's like when we found out like selena has like they asked like oh how does selena um get to sleep so easily and we find out like she yeah take, yeah she ta- yeah she's taking these uh, sort of sleeping pills and that's what helps but it's yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what and they want that, that, yeah and that whole premise of her having pills comes in like a little bit like in the final act of the film yeah. uh uh, and then it's around this time when they, you know, sort of have breakfast and they're sort of figuring out what they're going to do that Frank gets... Yeah, he gets, um, yeah. And, like, the movie shows how it's not just getting bitten, but, like, um, any type of fl- bodily fluid, like a drop of blood, yeah. which is how Frank gets infected, is that a drop of blood falls in his eye. Yeah, and I thought that was a... Uh, I-, I kind of in sort of concept i kind of felt like i would have felt like had it been done slightly differently i felt like that would have been cheap like ah because how it happens is he's just like kicking like a wall with like dead infected on it and that's how it gets blood in his eyes but i kind of that could have felt really cheap and just like oh that's just how you're gonna get to it but it actually kind of worked for me and i was kind of like oh it actually jesus something yeah, it's something you're not expecting, and it's yeah. like, um, and it was like you know he was getting he lost he lost his shit. Yeah, exactly. Because getting, you know, you know. he wasn't he was mad because it wasn't what he thought it was. Yeah, the, like the blockade. Yeah, exactly. I th- yeah, yeah. They sort of get and, to yeah. and how- uh, and there's actually how- a little scene just before this actually where we see Jim killing one of the infected where they're sort of exploring I think it's sort of around the same time they're sort of exploring around yeah. and Jim gets confronted with an infected that he has And he to goes to yeah and it's in a petrol station mm, yeah and, he and the infected he kills um is a child which yeah. also is a thing that you don't see a lot in zombie movies or TV shows. Yeah, it was a, a very uh, in- powerful scene, just sort of how he sort of is sort of accepted. I, I did think, yeah, I, I thought it worked. It did feel like a bit like Matt. I guess it sort of depends, of course, how long of like time has passed in the movie. It's, I presume only a couple of days at this point. It did it. Yeah. At the sort of thinking about it at first, it's like mm, I'm not sure if he if I would. I mean, of course, it sort of depends, of course, like, if I would be in that position, of course, and I, I get that it's not real, but it's like, mm, I feel like, I don't know, if I sort of, like... Could kill a child. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not sure if I sort of bought, like, I, I don't remember, did he have, I'm trying to remember if there was a bit in the, in the scene where he's, like, sort of a bit contemplative about it at first or if, he, if he's thinking like oh should I do this yeah. in order if he's sort of like he's he is he was thinking about it like he you know you know he pinned the kid the child infected down with his foot yeah yeah I, I do think at least they go to like an effort to be like okay so it's not... for a bit yeah. and like it's a hard choice and like you don't actually see him 
kill the infected. You hear you hear a noise of the bat hitting something. Yeah, but you don't see anything. But I don't think you need to see. Anything, but you don't hear it. You don't. Yeah, you don't need to see it. And like in the same scene, you if you have keen eyes, you can also also notice that um, they actually had something even worse than that, and that's oh. um, a dead baby. Oh, did is what is that like something in like the? In like I'm not sure if it was a doll. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was a doll or an actual baby or whatever. But virtually, you see like a person lying there, and what we can presume is a like a dead child. Jeez, yeah, that's. Mm. And it really sets the scene how this movie isn't holding back. Like, mm, yeah, this is like, this is nasty. Yeah, it's yeah. nasty. Yeah, because like in uh, something like Shaun of the Dead, it, it really doesn't go for like sort of that kind of zombies. Th- like it, it doesn't like the youngest. Like you see like one child, one like one child who is a zombie, but you don't really see many like children getting attacked by zombies. From my memory of it, it's more often yeah, like you only, yeah, and like going to say for instance Walking Dead, mm. you only ever see like pretty much one child like two two or three children who are infected yeah like and that's like it like in the first episode you see like a little kid and then in like the next season you see sophia if you yeah and it, uh yeah it's not something that like you sort of it's been at what, so long yeah so long in this <laughs> in this particular franchise yeah it's not a i guess it's sort of i guess if you're more if you watch like a lot more zombie films and tv you might be more used to that but if this is sort of like one of your starting off points you probably wouldn't expect to see like or have it in sort of implied that oh our main character just murdered a child Uh, well an infected child he was gonna kill him but you know still a child being killed you know it's and you see, you see his ter- inner turmoil as well for during mm. that afterwards. Yeah, he and does later, a little of, bit later on. Yeah, he, I, I do. It is kind of like, yeah, he doesn't necessarily, you know, he's not like, you know, sort of reversed. Like he's just, he doesn't sort of act like nothing's happened, and he doesn't sort of become the like sort of the one eighty of like he's sort of unemotional now and sort of he does you know he he sort of yeah has that turmoil that sort of emotion of like you know i i had to do it but you know i was gonna die yeah but i also just don't you know i don't feel i don't feel good about doing it but i had to for you know yeah own reasons survival yeah and so yeah so sort of going back to frank who gets infected we can yeah, you can bring that up to Frank. Um, like, you see, you can, like, I'm pretty sure if you actually count, it mm. does, like, do, like, 10 seconds. It does yeah. actually... Yeah, I I haven't, uh, I, I didn't keep, I didn't, like, count it when I was watching it. 10 seconds for him to actually be infected. Yeah, but I do think it, because it seems like uh, the film would be like Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle, the director, would be one of those. Yeah. Who, if he says something that's like two minutes, it would take like two minutes of screen time would happen, or you know. And I feel like this is something where like you could be like you do it like it would be ten seconds from when you know the the blood makes contact with his eye to him becoming one of the infected, and that's just and really 
a good a great visual of just seeing like the blood like falling down and as like yeah, from, from above that yeah you get like a first first um person view as yeah. like as the blood droplet yeah. going into his eye yeah and like and then like you see his like first he's like oh oh and then all of a sudden the panic sets in like oh no oh yeah. and and you know hannah comes up and you know starts going like uh what's wrong and he's like it's fine it's fine to go get away from me just get away get away yeah. and i and i do and like, like that how he's not just like oh you know he doesn't try and be like oh no it's nothing to worry about he immediately well, because in this case, you know, you can't really do that, like, because you're like, uh, you're about to turn affected. He's like, no, get away from me, and that's sort of one of yeah, my... like, and he even like pushes her away. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my big sort of pet peeve. Sort of, I get sort of that like it needs to sort of be done to create story and to create tension, but I do find it kind of annoying in zombie films and where people are like, oh, they've been bitten, like, oh, everything's fine, nothing's wrong, and it's like, well, it's clearly not because you've been bitten. But this, they're like, no something is wrong, you should get away. And I do think that's a um, good way of dealing with it. Um, yeah, like, you see that in, like, say, for instance, um, Sean the Dead. Yeah. Uh, when Sean's mother is bitten, but you don't find out until, like, later on. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that comes as a surprise, and it's a bit of a, like, a bit of tension. Yeah. But it's like, why didn't you tell people, you know? It's like... Yeah, I... I yeah. Although they do try and explain it in the film from my memory, but it is a bit like, eh, I don't know if I necessarily care for that, but, you know. Uh, yeah, so Frank is yeah. killed um, by the military who come in and rescue yeah, which the character. Really brings in the, like, like, oh, he was so close. It's like they were going to find the military. Yeah, exactly. And- they, he was if, so close to surviving that, and it's like yeah. If he had just you know been a lit, if he had waited a few more minutes, if he'd been just a little bit more patient, you know, this would all be fine. The military would have picked them up, and they and you know he wouldn't have died. But you know, it didn't happen. As it really brings in like a like one decision, one split second, and something you get. Like something can happen in like that split second, that yeah. one rash decision. Yeah, and it's just you know, and it's unfortunate well, too for you know Hannah that one to, you know, run. And you know, it's just unfortunate for them to lose. You know, and it's unfortunate for the audience to lose. Thing, yeah, because he's and like, know, yeah, a but you know, uh, a, he's, he's a great character, and it you know kind of sucks to lose you know someone that you know the audience at this point, you know, presumably has grown to you. Has yeah. grown to like and, you know, really enjoy seeing. And you're like you see you see like the characters struggle mm-hmm. to kill him. Like Jim hesitates. Like he really has that and he was about to do it before the military. Yeah. But you see him really hesitate. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like you see Hannah's turmoil that like just emotional turmoil i i do kind of like how in the yeah they sort of have this sort of be like okay so even though they sort of been stripped back to basic instincts they the in fact they can occasionally kind of have like all moments of like you know they sort of have sort of have bits where they sort of revert to their like sort of human like natural sort of human yeah like you know have you seen uh day of the dead uh, from 1985 
Yes, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. I do the the uh, the zombie Bub. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, he's uh, a zombie in that film who essentially has been trained by a scientist to sort of become more human. Essentially, is the is sort of the best way to put it. He's uh, they sort of revert. He's sort of got back sort of more humanistic, more like human instincts, and he's more and he's. Yeah. More, being more human but he's still he's still a zombie but he's got more human elements to it and yeah exactly and you see like the same thing in Shaun of the dead where they still retain some of the um human qualities you know human memories yeah say for instance um nick frost character um what is what is ed yeah Ed, um, you know, you see Sean and Ed, um, a zombie Ed, playing video games in the shed at the end of the movie. Yeah, and they're still and uh, like, uh, yeah, and so they're still sort of showing like, and there's sort of a whole sort of Sorry. yeah, and that's sort of something I guess in stuff like Dawn of the Dead as well, sort of the idea of like even when people are zombies, they still like go into the mall and sort of giving into sort of like commercialism is sort of like a big sort of metaphor for why that film is set in a mall is you know sort of people are acting like zombies and going into this sort of world that doesn't necessarily you know they don't necessarily need to do but they just sort of have been like this and this is sort of what they know so they you know continue to do it even you know even if it's not a you know what they should be or necessarily need to be doing with themselves leading into that um leading to like people itself the military the whole military scene in 28 days later um Uh, just how that whole that whole series of events and mm. with the military shows how the biggest enemy isn't the infected it's other people yeah that's uh, a big sort of sort of thing that sort of goes through all zombie films and stuff is that infected really aren't the biggest problem it's always people in games like the last of us you know you have the you know the zombies but you also have to deal with the other people as well you have to deal with who are at times just as bad if not worse in fact you could argue they are worse because they know they're doing bad things while zombies don't really know that they are they're sort of doing you know they instinct, yeah. instinctual things, so it's not, you know, that a villain, villainous enemies, um, but it's not because of any real choices they're making. Well, just they are making, but it's just instincts. While the people are like evil people. Uh, yeah. So this whole sort of third act with the whole military evil. thing, I um. I think it's it's a bit it's probably my least favorite sort of bit of the film. I, I was sort of less interested in what they did when they got met up with the military. Uh, just sort of personally, yeah. I, I didn't care for it as much. I I guess sort of we can sort of talk about all this stuff sort of as one. Um, I I felt the whole it was really I I liked the scene where um Christopher Eccleston, who was the sort of army general. Yeah. Uh, introduces them to one of his, like, sort of soldiers who's become one of the infected. infected. But they've sort of just been leaving him without food and sort of starving him to sort of see what happens. How long it takes. Yeah. yeah. 
which you know shows uh, like, a real like sort of sadis- sadism from these people like they're sort of torturing these you know the infected not for, for any real purpose necessarily to fix anything but more just to see how long it you know to sort of to test, see what happens to see what happens yeah and they're not they don't want to fix these people they just want to you know sort of have make have games and have fun i guess and that's sort of you know yeah and like that you know like it does really show how I'm a bit upset that it was like only one soldier stood up and was like hey what we're doing isn't right yeah i do think that's a bit interesting that like yeah only one guy's like uh you sure uh, about this like, it's like i feel like it's probably i mean i kind of would have liked it more if it was sort of more obvious that maybe there were more guys that agreed with him but they didn't want to risk saying anything for any you know just think for any sort of yeah. repercussions for what I and like the whole scenes leading up. There's no real authority other yeah, than exactly them, which is the military, and they thought, yeah. well, we there's no rules, so mm-hmm, yeah. and it's it's pretty it's pretty like the whole scene is pretty nasty. Yeah, I um, like when they're forcing them to get into dresses and all yeah. that. It's like oh, that ooh. felt a bit weird where they're trying to like force selena and hannah to like you know have sex with especially them. like oh that's a bit you know gross. well they didn't go i wouldn't say but they were like building up to like that's yeah. what yeah it's not it's not like they actually you know committed the act per se gonna do. but like, it they was were like forcing them into... so they get damn close yeah they were it was it was very much sort of building like oh this is probably where this is going but it doesn't go that far because well jim is attempts to stop this and he's thrown out well yeah he's thrown out but he manages to and they attempt to kill him but he uh gets his way back and i really too fair after they sort of stop trying to go for that whole sort of in a you know uncomfortable stuff and it's just Jim sort of going around the compound and there's you know infected getting in and the like there's a really great bit where there's like lightning flashing at a window and an infected like bursts through a window and like gets a guy like that like it's yeah it's it was actually the soldier that was infected the yeah um, yeah that soldier uh, breaks free um due to Jim shooting his chain yeah. he is let free and then he sort of gets his revenge as it were on these guys who've been essentially torturing him because he had they haven't been giving him food and he hasn't you know been able to sort of live his life properly and i think yeah and the like i gotta say though it's like very like ex machina like all of a sudden like jim can like knows how to shoot a gun and all it is very weird that he does I I do I was I think I was sort of wrapped up in the sort of like oh it's cool you know he's sort of getting revenge on these people that like you mentioned it it is interesting how he suddenly can just do all these things but we don't really get any evidence prior like other be like earlier that like oh he's you know got you know he's been shooting guns or anything like that yeah and like I guess like you kind of have to have a way like you know he comes and saves the day and all that yeah. But I do think it's a very, um, I do think it's a very sort of... Oh, no, 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 don't worry. (laughs) It's a, uh, 
this happens all the time. Um, <laughs> it's a very cathartic ending, and you know, you sort of get the ending you want, and uh, the the happy ending. The yeah. happy ending. The army general gets you know eaten, and I I'm I there's like some really great shots of like Jim standing in like the rain, and there's like lightning in the background, and there's yeah infected and everything, and like the whole scene is pretty cool. Like I love yeah. the scene itself. Yeah, and but... like Jim doesn't get off scot-free you know yeah, he gets he, he does gets, he gets hurt that. like i do like how they are like oh yeah no he's getting hurt like he you know by the end he's like bloodied and he's bruised and he's got you know cuts and everything and, and like it really selena sells. thinks he's infected <laughs> yeah but he's at first at first but he at, you know as we find out he's not and it's uh very much you know he's just went through hell to go back to save them yeah and and then yeah like so he ends up getting shots and um, like you get quick when he got shot i i was um, hospital or something like that yeah they yeah, um, he gets to like a hospital and he gets uh, i thought honestly when he got shot like oh is he actually gonna die because i i didn't think he was in the sequel and so yeah he gets shot uh thankfully he survives actually, and we sort of cut to a little bit later on. Yeah. Some more time has passed. And they're a little bit, like, isolated in a hut. And they, like, put a bunch of cloth together to say hello. Um, have a massive sign saying hello as a jet flies by. Yeah, and uh, and that's pretty much where the film ends, essentially. It's sort of, it's sort of a very sort of hopeful but ending. And Talking about the ending, there is an actual alternative ending... Oh. Um, well, yeah, and like I actually have the DVD set. Oh, okay. Um, what's uh just out of out of curiosity, what's the alternate ending? So Jim actually dies. Jim dies. Oh. Like they couldn't save him after that. Like oh. they try to, but they don't see. Which I think that's the more realistic ending. Yeah, considering um, that it's you know a bullet, you know it, it, it's a bullet, and you probably have don't have as much access to proper and you're in the supplies yeah he dies and And like he ends up dying and like i can't remember the whole sequence but i think it ends around about the same way just it's only selena and hannah in the hut together instead of jim selena and hannah yeah and and they're like a lot more like a lot more sadder it's it's a lot more more subdued it's not like have it's not like these, you know, sort of two people having fun. It's just reserved. Like, yeah. Sort of processing what they've had to deal with at this point. When the ending, the ending that we actually got is like, you know, Jim makes the joke like, oh, you actually, I think you actually looked good in that dress. Yeah. Um, and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Which I'm not really sure, like, what ending I would have preferred. Mm. I feel because like... Both... Yeah really good ending yeah i kind of i feel like i would need to sort of see the that sort of alternate ending sort of in practice like watch the full movie and then that scene sort of instead of the ending scene it's in like the like in the proper foot like the sort of theatrical version of it i sort of have to watch both yeah. of them back to back but uh, i would I'd, yeah i think it, they both could work it just sort of depends on yeah, I guess if what the film stays the same. Uh, I mean, I feel like it would get... There'd be more... 
emotional impact to and like sit to having Jim die, him. having the main character die instead of having these characters, the two female characters having to sort of deal with that, even if it's only for you know a brief amount of time. I think that would definitely um be interesting. Like having the main uh, character die can work. Like yeah, cases it's like oh, this is instantly just got terrible because the person that I've been rooting for the whole time just died. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a, a, a difficult sort of tightrope to balance, but it's very much, you know, you need to do it right, and, you know, you, there is yeah. ways to do it right and ways to not do it. Um, I do think in the alternate ending, they do do it right. Yeah. Like, they do give... That. But, like, I do recommend, like... If you ever go watch the movie again, um, to like, like look up that alternate ending, yeah, to the first movie, yeah. I'll I'll definitely uh, have to next um, time I watch this, I'll have to try and find the alternate ending to sort of watch instead. Uh, and I, yeah, so yeah, sort of get a hopeful ending with uh, you know hoping for good things in yeah. the future. Because it's like, it brings, again, it brings like a whole different tone to the movie. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Whole yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then there's like the second movie. Then there's, yeah, which like weeks later, which I didn't like as much. I thought was a... Yeah, same. Comparatively weaker film. Not necessarily a bad film, but I don't think they're... I mean, there's not as much to go into because there's a lot of stuff that sort of is a, kind of covered on already, and it's sort of more like sort of sort of some stuff that's a bit similar, but also I mean, there's some new stuff. It was uh, made a few years later in about 2007 or so, I think. So yeah, about, and yeah. Like, I personally find that the characters are a lot more weaker. Yeah, I, oh, I definitely like, cared for the characters a lot less. I um, yeah, I sort of think that uh, yeah, in a sort of comparative sense, I was less invested in what happened to the characters and sort of where the story ended up. I yeah, exactly. And um, they uh, so I kind of also I felt sort of in a technical sense this film like sort of in 28 days later it's not like the most outstanding sort of filmmaking ever but it's very much but like it's it all works it's not being like mental it's not like shaky cam for every scene really it's sort of more just like gives you good shots to sort of establish things and to sort of see things as they're happening while and like there's techniques like you know when they don't play any music music or yeah, anything like that it's a lot have more like muted complete silent yeah but there is like musical scores in there that really help with atmosphere building and all that yeah and and 28 weeks later um sort of goes in sort of a more opposite direction i from my i'm trying to just think i don't and i think pretty much there's no scenes of just like where there was just like sort of people just sort of by themselves just trying i mean it's it's a bit of a different kind of film because it you know the well we think the characters think that the 
virus has been sort of eradicated and that there aren't any more infected, but a... They're repopulating and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, the opening scene, I'm pretty sure it's sort of implied that it takes place around the same time as 28 Days Later, So because we, we meet these characters and they get attacked in a house by the infected and they all pretty much die except for Robert Carlyle, who's yeah. the, like, sort of... Who's the husband, mm. which... I gotta say that scene when he like abandons his wife. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, it's a bastard of a move. Yeah. But like, I don't blame him because yeah, it's, it's one like of those scenes where it's like, yeah, it's it's a, one of those things like you know it's you're sort of stuck between like a kind of a rock and a hard place. Like, do you go in to save you know your wife and you know risk you know dying, or do you abandon her and pretty much guarantee that she will die? You know and sort of feel kind of responsible for causing her to die. You know, it's sort of like, you know, which do you choose, you know? Do and you like, value her life over your life, you know? You know, you got to think of it this way. It's like, was he, like, thinking about, you know, is it better to have um, one of us escaping and caring for the kids or both of us dying and the kids having no parents? Yeah. But you got to think, was he thinking about that? Or was he like, no, nah, I'm just going to leave you because I want to live? Yeah, it's sort of not, you know... This film doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really hit, do the emotional beats quite as well as the first one did. It kind of felt a bit more weaker and a bit more muted in the, in the moments where I was meant to sort of care for what was happening to these characters. I was more just like... I was less bothered by it. Right. I was just like, okay... Uh, you know stuff's happened but i'm not as invested in this and like the characters itself again weren't really that interesting weren't really like i wasn't really invested as much into that those characters yeah like as the original yeah i i also i yeah i felt the characters were a lot more like idiotic and made more sort of stupid decisions that like i sort of because in the in 28 days i didn't really feel like they did anything stu- like they didn't do anything that like they could have avoided they sort of everything they yeah. did it made sense and you probably would do the same thing too you know even frank you know when he kicks the thing and gets the blood in his eye it sort of fits within his character and that but that's the only bit which is a bit like okay it's a bit stupid but even then it sort of works Whereas in this, it's kind yeah, of like, and it, why are you doing this, you know? Yeah, and like, you know, like, letting the... Um, in the scene when, you know, they let the kid in, mm. and, like, they know they're infected around, and yeah, it's exactly. like, make noise, or let the kid in, or... And, like, they have the lights up, even though they said, look, we need to end the lights off, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, they know what not to do but they do it anyway and it's like uh and like i get it like the dilemma of would you let the kid in or would you leave him out to die yeah but like still like i wouldn't leave him out (laughs) to die probably but still you've got to think like you you know yeah are you trying to survive or are you Mm. trying to be friendly yeah and there's sort of other bits throughout the film like the two kids, the um, kids of Robert Carlyle and uh, the woman, uh, Alice, I think it is. Isn't it, um, isn't it like Andy and... Andy, yeah. Isn't it Andy think... and Tammy, or...? 
Or actually, was it Scarlet? I can't remember. Um, I'm not actually. Don't, I didn't make a note. I feel like I should have made a note of that. I'll just quickly check. But uh, the two kids of the main, of the dad, are essentially yeah. Um, so it's Don and Alice. Oh, Don. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so and like their kids sneak off across town, like you do. You know, it's just like yeah. I, I know they're stupid kids, but it's like you're well. One of them is, like, old enough to probably understand and know better, like, you know, probably shouldn't, you know... Sneak off, not tell anyone where I'm going, and, like, leave the area where you might get killed and bitten or something like that. recent, you know, well, you know, at time, recently ended zombie apocalypse, you know, like... Yeah, or, like, in the state of, like, ending, like, the apocalypse and Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, you... Ding. Why would you... The final moments. Yeah, it's just sort of, like, why would you, you know, why would you do that, you know? And it's just, like, it's just trying to sort of create tension and sort of stakes, but doing it in a stupid way, you know, in this way of trying to... <laughs> get you to be like oh you know what's gonna happen but in reality it's just like you just kind of think like man they're just being stupid you know and they're making yeah and like that's like the zombie apocalypse that's like the zombie movie trope or zombie like franchise trope is that like people do really dumb stuff yeah that you as the viewer are like why did you do like you could have done that or like why didn't you do that it's like the same. It's like it's virtually like not only zombie apocalypse, but horror in general. Yeah, it's you like, like go like, like oh, why did you do that? Why do you go to the you know strange noise outside? You know why do you go into the dark basement? You know. Yeah, or like why didn't you lock the door? Why? Um, like, just, come yeah. on. It's just a. Bit, and then like know. the whole thing when they bit, um, bring in carriers, like they're not, they can't, they got immunity to the virus. Yeah. But they can still carry it, and I'm yeah, like, that seems like a really weird, dumb like that's weird, especially like, getting that you know with a a very big population of people, you know. Yeah, and like I wouldn't because that kind of like gets rid of a bit of the first movie because you would think like, well, wouldn't there be a lot more people that are just carried and not infected? Mm-hmm. Yeah, carried. Yeah, and then like. I know some diseases in real life, you know, people can't get sick with it, but they can still carry it and infect others with yeah, it. Yeah, like they could be asymptomatic, and you know. Yeah. Like, you know, someone could have you know the flu or you know a sort of that kind of disease, but you don't know it, and then you spread it to people, and you're like, oh yeah, what? Oh, you know, I guess it's it's like COVID. I guess is is sort of the best. Yeah, thing, exactly. Know? You could have it, and, and you could spread it, but you wouldn't have necessarily have symptoms to spread it. It's just like, it seems like a bad idea to sort of be like, let's bring, you know, these people that could have this disease, to, you know, with other people, you know? And it's just like... And, like, the, like, the whole thing, like, oh, we can use um, Alice's blood to help find a cure, and it's like, well, no. Mm, yeah, I mean, isn't that kind of what they how I mean, it works it's yeah. a genetic thing yeah it's like not a thing that can actually like happen happen it's just yeah. like oh it's the luck of the draw mm-hmm. and 
I find it a bit annoying because it brings the like it's just like having people that are just immune and yeah. that like yeah, get infected. It... It takes away no. from, it takes away from the virus, doesn't it? And sort of the the threat of it that like oh, they're just people who just you know can't get it, you know, right? Is that sort of what you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one of the weirdest scenes in the in the film because the infected, like vomit vomit blood on people. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> and so, like it's really weird because you don't. I I don't. There wasn't anything like that in the first film, was there? There was more just them dripping blood but that was just sort of you know from that it wasn't like oh they just you know vomiting over everyone it's just there's you know this one in the first movie there's like two or three scenes when infected start puking like they start puking blood or like when they're going through the transformation oh yeah but it's not like they're doing it you know all the they time like start puking blood no yeah it's, it's like a like every now and thing like you see one person like in the whole ending scene, mm. um, one person does get infected by um, one of the infected puking on them. It's not like a thing that happens all the time. It's mm-hmm. mostly like you know bites and all that. Or you know yeah, or something like that. It's usually yeah. I uh... and like yeah. One oh, of that's the... a little problem in the second movie. One, Sorry, continue. One scene that I found really weird is when Don and um, Alice... So, so the kids have... With this one, I'm not as concerned about sort of going through, like, scene by scene because I'm less interested in talking about, like, individual yeah, scenes. Because totally. um, I just didn't care as much about this one. Uh, so, uh, basically, Alice... They find Alice, uh, and she's brought back because she doesn't have any... I was so, uh, if I remember correctly, she's found in like a house by yeah. two kids. Yeah, and at first I was like, why is why are these kids just why is this kid just staring, standing there, just staring at this woman? I was like, but I was also thinking like, is this? But I couldn't really tell. It's like, are they infected? And if so, why are they not like trying to kill this kid? And then you know we sort of find out. Oh, it's that's why. And then she meets with um. Don, who's her husband, and the first thing he does when he sees her, I mean, well, I guess it kind well, of makes sense, but it's a bit like weird, I guess. In the in like the scene that happens is that um doesn't she get like quarantined by the military and they like tie her up to a bed or something? Uh, yeah, they they quarantine her because they want to try they want to use her to see if they can cure it. I think it is. Well, yeah, so, yeah like, I want to try and do that with something. it. And so Don, her husband, gets in and he kisses her. Even though it's while. obvious that she's like that. And then he like becomes... infected or something. Yeah, and then he becomes infected. Uh, and he's just sort of vomiting up blood and then he kills her. Uh, yeah. And then goes on a massive murder spree and just... Is infect well, disinfects a lot of people inside the whole um, in the building. Facility, yeah, facility because they're all sort of all the people are together in this one place. And like, I really find it dumb how the area that they like um, all evacuate to is like a underground car. Yeah, and it's like 
you're trapping a bunch of people where like people are like inf- the infected are drawn to people and you're mm. trapping all of them in one small area to keep them safe but it's yeah. like well if one person and as you've seen the movie if one infected gets in then it yeah. can't it's just like a domino effect that one person gets bitten and then the next person the next person the next, yeah, exactly next, next. so yeah they they and yeah so like yeah that it yeah and so there's this big thing of everyone's getting infected and they start escaping and then that you know these soldiers around uh, one of which is played by jeremy renner who i was unaware was in this film exactly i know and uh, we also had idris elba as one of like the sort of head guys earlier as well which is a bit interesting i was not expecting him to be in this so it was uh, i was gonna say though jeremy renner um he, i i still actually liked his character like mm, i thought he was one of the better characters probably the best character i didn't really yeah. care for any of the others though so i guess that sort of explains why they um <laughs> yeah so they they're all running out and they're having this jeremy renner here. renner you know they're having the shooting them down and shooting them down and then eventually they just tell them to just shoot anyone so they just start shooting you know the innocent civilians except uh jeremy renner's character who is you know against that and sort of stops and sort of sort of yeah and so there's just tons of dead people just everywhere because you know uh yeah so we don't how it is yeah uh tammy and andy are the yeah they're the two kids i think that's yeah and scarlet was a met was one of like the doctors or something i think maybe so probably so we get um yeah uh so i'm just looking at the kids. so doyle who is jeremy renner's character tammy and andy who are the two kids and scarlet who's the sort of doctor sort of it's just them together they're the four characters we follow throughout most of the rest of the film. And yeah, it was just not a good sequel. Yeah, I, I um, I don't. Yeah, the there's a really. Uh, I'm. I don't really want to talk about this one as much because I was actually rather disappointed with it. Honestly, I was hoping like it would be yeah. at least semi decent, but it's been. <laughs> it was really actually disappointing after how much exactly. I liked the first one. There's this scene where they sort of light these um the zombies on fire, and I was like, oh, that's going to kill a ton of them, right? And then they just, like, run through it. I'm like, so fire doesn't work on the infected? I don't... Is, th- is that, like, a... In the first movie, it works. Like, they still ran through it, but then they died, like, shortly after yeah exactly because... and i i was just thinking like is that like a thing because i'm trying to think of like stuff like resident evil or like last of us and like no i'm pretty sure fire still kills like zombies in those games and i'm pretty sure yeah and zombies. like yeah and like in all in like a lot of forms of media like Shaun of the dead and yeah. um, what will be walking dead fire is the thing that like just obliterates zombies yeah exactly and it and um, if, even if it's not and it, especially if it's something that was sort of established in like the first film, and I, it's it's just weird because it's like, okay, so that should have killed at least some of them, if not you know a, a fair amount. A lot of them. of them. Yeah, but it was just weird. And then there's, yeah, the the napalm. 
the kids. Didn't they do like a napalm strike or something at the yeah. end of the movie or something like that? Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember exactly what. Yeah, it was something <laughs> like that. The sort of... movie is that you don't remember anything of it. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. It's not like memorable. I uh, sort of for the listeners, I did watch these films like a couple weeks ago, but I do remember quite a bit more about Twenty Eight Days Later because it was it's a, a far better film. Uh, I do remember though the um, the kid's dad. He there's this he's infected, but he's 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 much more like sort of smarter than the other infected. Yeah. Like he's like there's a scene where he's like we see him like um sorry he, he was um we see him like standing in like um sort of an open area, and the camera pans away, and when it pans back, he's gone like he's fucking Batman or something, and it's like. I, that's not what I sort of expect Infected to do. I kind of expect him to, like, run at them and as soon as he sees people. Not, you know, not just, you know... Yeah, and then, like, in the first movie, that's not a place that they are intelligent enough to, like, be stealthy. Like, like they lie, they lie down in, like, corpse piles and all that. Don't get me wrong. And that's, like, yeah. somewhat stealthy. But, like, yeah. Yeah, hide exactly. in the shadows and then just wait to jump out. And, like, you know, there's, like, scene when he's, like, he's actively only going for his kids. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, that's not pre-established in the first film. Like, you know, if if that was something they had established, I could go with that. But it wasn't, so I can't. Like, it's just, like, they're mindless, you know, mach- killing machines that just want to, they'll just, you know, kill anything. They don't care. So, I, you know, I'm not. I don't know how I'm sort of expected to believe that, like, oh, he's only going for his kids when that's not a uh, established part of the, you know, film canon. I guess they, these two kids are seen as, you know, you know, these kids are seen as sort of a bit of a problem. You know, they as this because uh, they kind of want them all to be killed, and they want the infected to all be killed. The, the um, military, that is, and. There's a scene with a helicopter, but he won't let them on because they've got, you know, two civilians with them, and so he just sort of leaves, which is just like, really? Like, it's a bit of a, a, a lame way to sort of introduce tension to this, I guess. Yeah, and then, like, you find out that um, that the son, the, uh, uh, what's his name, Andy? Andy, um, yeah. Is a carrier, not, like, he can carry stuff, but he's not... Infect, he's infected, but he's not infected. He's one yeah. of the carrier he's, people. Yeah, because yeah, he, he gets uh, at the sort of the ending sort of confrontation between. He gets bitten by his dad. His, yeah, Don, his dad bites him, and but he is then killed. Yeah, and then he and then we find out Andy is sort of symptom free, and his sister is well, not been bitten, but and it's just sort of like. Okay, let's see. It, it felt like a bit <clears throat> unnecessary, and it was very much just like kind of. It it brings down, it brings down the infection. Honestly, like yeah. you know, like the whole thing, like oh, they turn in like, you know, ten to twenty seconds. It's like oh, but then like you get like, like oh, people that are asymptom carriers. You know, people yeah. that don't actually turn into mindless zombies. They just are carriers of yeah. the disease. And it's like, yeah, well, it, that's just like, fun. it's like, also, I feel like if that was a thing, then like, how would there be like as many? I feel like there wouldn't be as many if we, I mean, we don't meet a massive amount of, you know, asymptomatic people, 
but like there's like we still know of at least two so i feel like you know there isn't you know like uh, like the entire country hasn't you know sort of like yeah there's gonna be more asymptomatic than just you know two people it's just like it's yeah it's and then they sort of and then sort of the ending sort of implies that the virus has sort of spread beyond england it is now uh because like in the first yeah like in the first movie um we found like everyone thought oh it's spread in um new york and france and then they find out in the first movie like eventually find out that no england's just quarantined like it's been walled off yeah nobody's been able to leave that's one good thing about the second movie is that you get to see that in that quarantine, they quarantine another section where the living can start living. Yeah. Like the non-infected can start living in that area. And then as they, which like, I find that really annoying too, is why didn't they eradicate every infected first before bringing in the non-infected civilians? Yeah. That seems like, like a, bad idea to try and have sort of two you know sort yeah. of people trying to live to you know trying to create to to deal with one thing and while else, and deal with another thing you know introducing the non-infected and tr- while trying to deal with the infected you know it's like you need to... and that's what i find really wait until every all the infected are dead or like napalm everything beforehand yeah, exactly. before rebuilding civilization exactly yeah. in that area Make sh- yeah exactly it, ju- it it just the sequel just felt like lazy writing um it, it yeah, just felt exactly. like at times contrivances to sort of create a plot and to sort of cr- have a story sort of made out of it and it was just like mm, it, it didn't work as well so i i definitely uh, was left disappointed by 28 weeks later. Um, uh, and also, um, at one point, Jeremy Renner's character dies, and I didn't even really care for that, even though I thought he was probably the best character of the film. I was like, yeah, all right, he's sacrificing himself that to character. save the characters, but... And you can I'm kind just... of tell, like, that's what his character was going to do from, like, the very exactly, beginning. Yeah. So Like, I, as I... soon as stops firing on the civilians it's like yeah exactly i was like oh he's probably going to he's gonna be that character that's gonna he's the military sacrifice yeah exactly uh yeah it's a lot more down on it so i mean is there anything you want to touch on like any sort of final things you want to touch on with either film actually before we sort of wrap this up other than like i think the first film is a pretty good take on the whole zombie apocalypse genre mm, and yeah. uh, I still think it's one of the things that influenced the uh, like and still influences it like today yeah the, the more modern zombie film it's like the thing that like without I think it's a movie that if we didn't have mm-hmm. zombie zombie movies wouldn't be as popular as they are now yeah definitely I feel like yeah, I, as we mentioned sort of at the beginning, you know, they sort of hit a sort of decline of like sort of you weren't really seeing them much after like the 80s and then, yeah, early 2000s, you know. Late in the 90s. Yeah. Um, it changed. It changed everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, 
usually at the end of this, we put a, a rating on the film or films, if we're covering multiple films, out of 10. So would you like to rate 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later as well if you wish All to? right, so 20, 28 Days Later, I would probably give it like maybe at 8, 8 or a half, 8 and a half. Yep. Right. Um, and and uh, then like 28 Weeks Later, I'll probably give it like a 4. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I'll, I'll echo those statements with uh, 28 Days Later. I give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, I was surprised at how much I liked it. I, uh, I'm i not, like, the biggest zombie fan. I do like zombie stuff, you know. Um, I like, yeah. uh, like, The Last of Us, I think, is a great game and a very good piece of zombie media. Uh, the Evil Dead films are really good. Shaun of the Dead is great. Yeah. Uh, Metroid Fusion is a really great game. Um, you know... And, the, and those sorts of things but zombies and train to be also is another zombie film that i like but i'm not like the biggest zombie person uh but i do i can appreciate i can enjoy zombie stuff it just sort of depends if it sort yeah. of has my sense the sort of sensibilities that i have for it um uh, and 28 weeks later i feel like this is a bit generous i'm probably gonna I was I ha- I've got it as a six, but sort of the more I think about it, I'm actually going to bump it down to a five. So twenty eight days later is an eight out of ten, and twenty eight weeks later of eight twenty eight weeks later is a five out of ten. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Yeah, uh, so there is a at a supposed third film coming. Really? Yeah. Uh, twenty eight months later is the uh, supposedly they will be making it's. I'm not sure how... I mean, it has been a long time since they did 28 Weeks Later, so I'm not yeah, entirely I'm like, I'm bit... sure if they will make it. I would definitely be interested, interested. Just to see what they do with it, and I'd definitely be willing to you know, go see it, considering I do think it would be interesting to sort of see uh, um, talking about it. Uh, so I just sort of talked about. So the uh, Danny Boyle, the director of the first one, was t- t- was do- did an interview and he talked with the screenwriter of Twenty Eight Days about how they had an idea for a third part and yeah. how it's not really anything like the other, like the first one. And and now th- like they are the b- both um, Danny Boyle and the screenwriter Alex Garland are sort of working on their own projects at the moment. But they do sort of have ideas and sort of have an idea on what to do for a third one if they eventually make that. And I feel like they yeah. will make it at some point. I would definitely like them to make a third one because I would like to sort of see them sort of wrap up the trilogy and see how it, you know, how the whole thing concludes. And, like, I think they, being the, you know, director he is, I think he probably would have learnt from the mistakes of 28 Weeks Later. Yeah, definitely. Because he, yeah, he didn't direct it, so he, but he would know like, okay, so this is what you know doesn't work in that film, mm-hmm. and keep the stuff that worked in yeah. his uh, in the first one. So, yeah, exactly. Um, from the looks of it, it looks like it's set in Paris in yeah. France. Yeah, it's the thing that was left. Like they were going to France. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how twenty-eight weeks later, and you know, the virus sort of gets over to France, and so well to Europe. I think it is to France specifically. Yeah, because you like at the end credits, like at the end scene, you see like infected running around um, at the around the like with the Eiffel Tower in the oh, background. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, and I think you. But I think to if you were to do a third one, you could explore even more countries. You know, you could have sort of, if you wanted to sort of go like that. But I think you could sort of show more countries and how it sort of has affected like the entire world. Maybe if you or sort of imply yeah. that it's gotten pretty much to every sort of major civilization. But you know, sort of have it start in Paris and then sort of have reference to like, oh, it's gotten to you know to Russia and to the U.S. and to Canada and you know all these other countries. Yeah, like, and like I think that's the thing that I like about this movie so much is that again, it's not set in America. Yeah, exactly. And if you were to, you know, and do, I think uh, that gives a good chance. Yeah, exactly. And if you were to do, you know, twenty eight. You know, months later, you could do that. You know, in a um, you know, in Paris, and it would work just as well. You know, because it's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's, and I yeah, I feel like just whenever they do it, I'll be happy to go see it because it's uh, something I'm very interested to see them do and to see how they would wrap up the story in in a hopefully satisfying way. But it it is kind of hard to sort of wrap up zombie apocalypse is satisfyingly i found it exactly because either it ends off like it's still happening and or you know it just sort of is like a bit like anti-climactic like oh and then the whole you know then the whole country was bombed or something like that you know like it's sort of like yeah yeah you know uh so that's pretty much it unless there's any sort of final things you want to talk about no, I'm okay. Uh, so I yeah, said everything I wanted. Yeah, so thank you for joining me on this one. This was a really fun uh, discussion to have talking about these two films. Um, helps, and you helped sort of give it me was. some new um, appreciation for them as well, or depreciation in Twenty Eight Weeks Later's case. Um, and I'd yeah. love to have you back on again for another episode. This is a really good. Oh, I definitely, definitely. Love to come um, whenever you want me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Th- and uh, thank you all for listening to this week's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, I, I, another long one, but you know that's how it goes. We just start talking and just see how long it goes. You know. Uh, so yeah, check out all the social media. Check out you know all the various pieces of things that I continuously plug. Check out all the previous episodes of this podcast. Uh, and I mean, is there anything, Aaron, that you would like to plug? I mean, I don't think so, but I just ask just to be nice. Not really. <laughs> Not really, yeah. yeah I I, people usually don't when I ask them, but I just ask just in case. So, yeah, and uh, thank you guys yeah. so much for listening to this week's episode, and I will see you all in the next one. Goodbye.